You're listening to Lead Through Values, where America's Chief Culture Officer, James Mayhew, helps you create a high-performance workplace by building strong leaders, enhancing communication, and accelerating productivity. And now, here's your host, James Mayhew. A trillion dollars? That's what U.S. businesses are losing every year due to voluntary turnover. Here's a hard truth though. Most of that is self-inflicted. Hey team, welcome back to Lead Through Values. You know, this podcast exists to help you ensure that every person on your team has the skills, the knowledge, and confidence to do their job exceptionally well. And today, I want to share something with you that I'm seeing through the work that I'm doing uh, in companies across a variety of industries and even sizes. Now, turnover is expensive. According to Gallup, the cost of replacing an individual employee can range from one half to two times the employee's annual salary. That's actually a very conservative conservative estimate. So let's just extrapolate that a minute. A company with 100 employees that provides an average salary of $50,000 could have turnover and replacement costs anywhere between $660,000 and $2.6 million per year. Now that information, those stats, are according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics report that measured an annual turnover rate of 26.3%. But that was back in 2017, five years ago, pre-pandemic. Now, losing your best people means that you have a leadership performance gap and there's no denying it. But on the good side, that means it's fixable. Now, it would be really easy, too easy to say that this is natural or inevitable that you're going to have turnover. And that's true because, yes, people move. They get married. They get divorced. Uh, Some people pursue their own dream to start their own company. They move. They literally move or they have a change in their life that causes them to need to do something different. Let me just share, though, some additional statistics. Now, 52% of voluntary. Now, voluntary. Let's let's just define that real quick. Those are people that are choosing to leave. They weren't fired. They weren't laid off. They weren't terminated in some kind of capacity. So 52% of voluntary exiting employees say their manager or organization could have done something different to prevent them from leaving their job. It would be also easy to assume or say, we did everything to make it right to keep that person. But over half of exiting employees tell that in the three months prior to them leaving, neither their manager or any other leader spoke with them about their job satisfaction or future with the company. Don't miss that. So in three months, nobody asked them how they felt about their job. No one talked with them about their future. And this is the leak that I'm seeing. And I want to help you know how to plug it. It should come at no surprise then to know that managers play a vital role in this. And it's up to your managers. One of their job responsibilities is to make sure that they are getting their teams engaged in what's happening. That every individual knows what is expected of them. They know how they're doing. They know what their goals are and how their goals and what their job is at its core. How 
that is connected to the company's goals. When those things align, people know without a doubt what they're doing. And that's just where it starts. See, you want to train your managers to have consistent, meaningful conversations with employees. Can I say that again? Because I really want that to be caught. We want to train our managers to have consistent, ongoing, meaningful conversations with employees. Now, one of the things that I do is I actually train and coach my clients on how to have a real progress meeting where there is a productive two-way conversation that occurs every 30 days. Now, before you stop listening because you think that, hey, we're already doing this and I don't want to listen to another thing, or you just can't stomach the thought of another meeting, please stick with me. There's three keys to making this very successful. Now, the first one is this. The meeting gets scheduled out in advance for an entire year on a frequency of every 30 days. Third Wednesday of every month, 10 a.m., for example. Now, the goal is that you're going to have a minimum, a minimum of 10 meetings occurring per calendar year. So you can take off, say, December or July, you know, vacations and holidays, things like that. But we want to have 10 out of 12 in a calendar year. And why is scheduling them ahead of time so vital? Well, what's easy to do is easy not to do. And getting those meetings on the calendar now, that creates built-in accountability and the expectation that they're going to happen. All too often, this little simple step gets taken for granted, resulting in gaps of missed meetings for two, three, or four months. Or if it goes that long, there's a good chance they don't continue at all. Now, the second key is that these meetings must be a conversation. Now, conversations create clarity. You've heard me say that many times. I'm going to close this podcast today saying that conversations create clarity, but you cannot get clarity without being an active listener. Managers, it's not your job to do all the talking in a meeting. You should be asking questions and listening to learn, not to respond. You're going to say things like, how are things going on the project? Have you run into any unexpected challenges or roadblocks? Do you have everything you need to hit the target? And see, the best managers learn the communication and the behavior style of of themselves so they know if they're fast-paced or if they're more task-oriented versus people. And they learn that communication and behavior style of every person on their team. So now they're going to meet them where they are. This is vital because a more direct manager who loves to ask rapid fire questions can easily intimidate the person who's across the the desk or the table and they're processing the situation. Now, this is just one example that I've seen played out many, many times where that actually happens. There's um, the manager doesn't intend to intimidate the employee, but what happens as a result is that it erodes respect. They don't listen to me. They don't give me time to think. They don't give me time to respond. And that ultimately erodes the trust on both sides. Now, the third thing, the third key for these meetings to be awesome is to create a space for radical candor to occur. Create a space for radical candor. Now, conscientious leaders and managers want honesty from their teams. 
but it takes time to build trust and to get there. If you want to learn about what's frustrating someone or what their dreams are or where they'd like to go, you've got to create a space for that to occur. Now, you might think of it as saying a safe space. I actually don't really like that description. I kind of reject it. And here's why. I think when you tell somebody this is a safe place or safe space, it can imply that anything that's said in there or that we're about to say is 100% confidential. And that is something as a leader, you cannot guarantee. There are some things that you're going to hear that have to be kept confidential. There are some things you cannot promise and you will not know that going in. Here's a situation. If you learn that there's another person in the company, on the team, in another team, another department, maybe it's a manager or a leader, an executive, and they're violating the company's core behaviors, but you have, and you're hearing that from the employee, but you've given them your word that what you say here stays here, you're actually contributing to a larger issue. It's not going to be able to get resolved. You're going to either compromise what you told the employee that, hey, what's what's said here stays here, or you're not going to be able to uh, address that issue. Radical candor is when you're willing to say what needs to be said. Just understand, it doesn't give you permission to tear someone down. Radical candor doesn't give you permission to curse or to say whatever you're thinking. You're going to stay professional. Radical candor does not give you permission to gossip or slander another person. But what it does do is it gives you permission to be valid and honest and deliver a message with tact. In other words, we want to be objective. We want to treat the other person who may not be in the room with dignity. See, radical candor is uncommon. In fact, I think it's downright exceptional when you see it done well. But it doesn't mean it's something you should fear or be intimidated by or concerned about. You can actually normalize candor by becoming great at using it because you're doing things like feedback and you're practicing accountability. I was training a group of leaders in a large company on how they can create proactive accountability. What what does that look like back at their offices or at their workplaces? Uh, Basically what it is is we're not going to leave any further questions about when it should be done by, what we're doing, how we're gonna do it, or who's gonna do it. In other words, we want to frame it by creating a conversation around a set of agreements and commitments where both parties are listening to the needs and both parties are agreeing and determining the best course of action. That is a together, not separate. It's not dictated by one or the other. In most cases, that would be the manager. When you do this agreements and commitments exercise and you're doing these things together, it eliminates any confusion and questions. You know, I've always said that a leader's number one priorities, priorities, <laughs> there's two. That's kind of funny, but there's two number one priorities that a leader has. First one, the one is hire great people. And the one A is create and defend your culture. If you get these wrong, you'll struggle with turnover. You'll lose customers. You will have un- or disengaged employees. Ultimately, you're going to take a hit to your bottom line, guaranteed, because communication isn't high. There's a lack of trust. There is doubt. There is worry, fear, concern. 
building a high performance workplace takes effort and time and commitment. But if you're constantly trying to replace great people, that means you're just losing even more. You're getting further behind. You're losing not only good people, but you're losing the things they brought, which is that winning mindset. The the idea of they're being innovators and they're probably your most effective problem solvers. So let's do a quick review here. The first thing that we talked about in keeping people engaged is that we are going to have a truly good progress meeting every 30 days with a minimum of 10 of those happening every calendar year. The second thing that we're going to do is we're going to create uh, a conversation in these meetings. We're going to create an atmosphere where it isn't one person talking and another person listening, taking down directions and do it my way. No, we're going to create a conversation where you are learning. You're learning about how things are going. You're learning about what the person wants. You're learning about what their goals are. And the third thing that we talked about was creating a space where radical candor can occur. Now, if you're serious about building a competitive edge over your competition, you need a system that ensures that those right conversations are happening between managers and employees. And here it comes because conversations create clarity (laughs) and clarity produces action and action drives results. Now, if you want to learn more about how you can ensure the right conversations are happening in your company throughout every phase of your company, department, division, location, I invite you to pick up the phone. Give me a call directly at 319-929-2604 for a free, no obligation conversation. You can also go to my website, jamesmayhew.com. And on there, there is multiple buttons and ways that you can schedule a, a call with me. It can be a Zoom or it can be by phone. And we just added a new chat feature. If you just want to hit me up and do a little ask me anything kind of thing, hey, cool, try that. Um, But there's multiple ways to do it. And it just takes effort and commitment and intention followed by action to do this, okay? I'm so grateful to have you here. I just love the fact that you uh, are joining each week, that uh, I get great questions, I get great feedback, and um, I do my best to respond. If you send me a question via email, uh, I'll respond to that. So coach at jamesmayhew.com is the email address. Always, those are in the links in the show notes. Uh, and yes, I am fighting a bit of a cold, uh, but I will be better and back to normal in no time. So anyway, I am James Mayhew and I'll catch you right here on the next Lead Through Values. <laughs>